You are listening to Abnormal Spaces. I'm Donnie. I'm Ryan. In this podcast, we discuss conceptual realities, the researchers, authors, and explorers who describe and define them, as well as our personal experiences in these abnormal spaces. In this episode, we discuss the concepts of non-duality. Generally, nothing is happening. And specifically, there is only now, and that's when everything is happening. Join us as we ruminate on nothing. So I was listening to a, uh, a YouTube video yesterday, and um, I, I started with uh, uh, some talks by Tony Parsons, but then I ended up um, with this interview with Jim Newman, and and I found it really entertaining because as the interviewer tried to wrap his mind around the concepts that Jim Newman was talking about, um, Jim Newman would would politely point out where he was wrong every time. And and so the interviewer would say, well, it's kind of like this. No, no, it's not like that at all. Nope, you already blew it. And and, and it, it kind of cracked me up because um, on the one hand, it, it, it almost felt like a game, um, which is all this really is anyway. But on the other hand, it just kind of reinforced the point that it is it is very difficult for us to really grasp this because there is nothing to grasp. And that's that's the the paradox of the whole thing. It's like you can't you can't really articulate it because it isn't anything to be articulated in the first place. So Yeah, like the happening of it is so immediate that anything that happens is it. So like if you were to try to articulate it, that would be it. Whatever it is, it, yeah. it's just so immediate. There's like nothing behind it. And it's like your brain can't, even like when you say your brain or, or your mind yeah, right. or your whatever, it's like um, if it's all it, it's it's just like it's immediate. So so the thoughts and the things that come out of your mouth and it's immediately it. Um, and obviously I ha- have a hard time with it still because like the interviewer, we want to feel better or we want to answer or we want something. Even though we, like some of us know that there's not an answer. I don't know how many people know that there's not an answer or they feel that there's not really like a final destination. A lot of people probably do feel that there's an end, like a place where you, you're like, okay, this is this. Uh, yes. Is it. You know, or like they think of enlightenment or they think of like um, an end point. The way that I see it, it personally is just that there's it's almost like there's two worlds there's like the absolute kind of non-dual whatever world in in which you know there's no person and there's no um 
there's no end and there's no beginning and all that stuff. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to talk about it at all. And then there's everything else. So there's the content and what we know as, you know, all, all of this, what's going on, you know. And uh, that's more interesting than saying you're not a person and, <laughs> and there's nothing to do and there's no answer and there's no, you know, it's frustrating. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, people are like, well, I have to eat, you know, so I, I have to do something. Right. And it's like, well, yes, but also no. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, especially if you listen to those guys, uh, those are like some of the same questions, I guess, that they get over and over again, or mm-hmm. the same sort of like things that people say, like, well, I have to, I mean, I have to eat. And they're like, yeah, well, that's what happens. Right. <laughs> they're, they're like, you don't have to eat. Right. You, you don't have to make eating happen. Like the body and the the mind and the hunger and all the stuff will just take care of itself. Yeah. But then there's an extra tag that says, I have to. The way I just see it is like everything's the same, but the I have to feeling or the I am doing feeling is not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the um, Parsons, <laughs> there was a person in the audience that said something along the lines of, well, I, I have to work because I have to provide or something like that. And he, he started laughing and said, well, you have to buy tickets to come see me. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> you have to work. And it was really funny. Yeah, he's a bullshitter. But he true. is. Well, and like just sitting there, like not doing anything for a long period of time makes people so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it gets back to kind of the, the Western philosophy you know, that you and I grew up in, and, and that is that there's there's some end goal. There's some something you have to go get or some, um, you know, something that has to be achieved, some level of success that can be measured or some, you know, uh, I finally finished this book or, or whatever it is. Uh, the focus is always on the end and then saying, I did it, I'm done, or I've gotten the thing that I was going to get. And I, I, to me, it's it's kind of silly uh, to focus on the end all the time. Um, and, and I feel like that's some of the things that they were saying is that, you know, the only thing that you're a hundred percent sure of is right. The second, Oh, it's over, you know? And like, and that's it. It's just what's happening is it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, it's liberating, but it is very confounding. It's very frustrating. If you were to hear that message, in this, in the world of all these messages and spirituality and gurus and all this crap, it's a message that even the people that are talking about it, they're they're saying like, I don't know why you're here, but you keep coming here, and I'll take your money, and I'll and I'll just say the same thing over and over and over. But they also say that you as a person won't get anything ever from it, like you you won't get any satisfaction. You'll have more questions and more questions and more questions for forever because that's what the person that, uh, or that's what the the mechanism of the person does is ask questions. It, it's like a little machine or something. It's it's like a little automatic machine that the job of it is to ask questions, figure out problems, make problems. You know, yes. and it's and it's just a circle. Yes, yeah. It, it's it, it's its own circle, and in that circle, we automatically believe that is us, right? 
Okay, so so it's not actually even that's not even separate from the circle of making problems because it's all one thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically, these dudes are saying, and I think this is just kind of like even something to make people feel good when they say this meeting or this message or this whatever is it's an energetic kind of resonance. So like, uh, you know, there might be a person that comes in here and then that person might not leave. You know, they'll say stuff like that. Yeah. And that gives people in their hope. But then they'll also say right after it, this isn't to give you hope <laughs> because this isn't about you. There's right. nobody there and there's nobody here. So we can talk about it and we can, you know, share experiences and share whatever. But you're not going to get anything out of here. And, you know, they're, they're kind of they're like, this is the end of you and they're and they're like you don't want this no one could want this it would be insanity to to want to be dead to feel better because they're like when there's no you there's nobody there to feel better right yeah and and nobody's going to be on the other side of it to be like oh wow this is peaceful or this is whatever they think Uh, yeah yeah you don't even get to enjoy it that's the thing right well and one of the big takeaways i got is um a lot of people are seeking something yes and by virtue of you seeking you haven't found it and you're not gonna find it and and there is no it to find but the important thing is it's only when you're like hey, there's no it to find, I'm done seeking, that you can really begin to understand it. And that is not how we are wired. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's an automatic machine. Yes, right. Right. Yeah, we're, we're here to um, produce and consume, produce and consume. And it's like um, when I was younger, we weren't a particularly religious house, although we went through a phase of um, some religiosity. Um, but... I got very frustrated as a kid when when I was told, well, when you get to heaven, everything will be explained and you'll have all the answers and everything will make sense. And I'm like, two things made me mad about that. One, it's not going to do me any good at that point. So why do I have to wait? And then two, <laughs> who's hiding this from me? And as I've aged, I've realized I'm hiding it from me mm-hmm. because there is actually nothing to find. Mm-hmm. So, and, but I, but I think that loop, that circle that you're talking about, it, there's a big part of that where we, when we're in the produce consume circle, um, we distract ourselves with these notions of, you know, some final destination. Well, I'm going to do this loop forever and ever until I finally die and go to heaven and then everything makes sense and I don't have to work anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just... Kind of ridiculous to me. And, uh, and and what's weird is, I guess, and where, you know, we might be considered outliers is that I have less faith in that. And I, I believe in that less than I believe in the fact that there is nothing but the energy that is right now. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it would be scarier because you don't have that final authority that's pulling all the levers and making sure that everything runs the way it's supposed to. Um, and once that crumbles, then all of the house of cards built around it crumbles. And that's very scary for a lot of people. For me, it's liberating. It's like, oh, good. I I don't have to worry about that. And I can focus on now instead of what comes next. 
Yeah, man. I mean, just think about what we call now is the only time anything ever could happen or ever is going to, or even the question of anything could come up. It's now. Like, and it's always been now. Yeah. When we talk about, you know, millions of years ago, it's now. Right. You know, when we talk about death, it's now. Yeah. When we talk about, you know, it's never not now. And and we think of now as like a, a midpoint between then and going on like into the future. That's how the illusion of me stays because it, it's like, oh, I'm, I came from here. I'm in this midpoint of now and I'm going to wherever I am going to go. Yeah. That can be further from the truth. I mean, it's actually just always now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's wonderful, like like the two worlds thing. I just, I look at it because I'm so interested. You know, I believe that I'm a person still. I mean, there hasn't been anything that's made me disappear and like, you know, so I don't really think about that anymore. Like there was a long time where I was trying to figure it out when I was listening to these guys over and over and reading books and I'm like, what is this? And then... I was so into this non-duality, and and I even read about this, and it actually even happens. <laughs> um, the ego or or the mind that it, its its sole purpose is survival, right? Even to the point where it says, "I don't want to be a me anymore because it's too much, too heavy. Like I'm tired. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm tired yeah. of all this. It's a it's it's a game. It's part of it, right?" Um. And it will even split itself into a finer ego or a witness. You know, you might get to a point where, oh, I'm witnessing all this stuff happening. I'm behind all this stuff and and I am seeing my thoughts and I'm seeing, I'm hearing myself talk and all that. That's that's still the, the second world. That's still, it's it's still mind games. And it's always a mind game if there's, you hear and something to pay attention to. Right. If there's something out there and you're in here, it's it's the game. It's basically like a contraction that feels like me. It's not like you can say, okay, you're not a me, and then you go, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not a me. Okay, cool. It's not like that. It's like a feeling in your whole body and your whole being. It's it's like I'm located here and then there's everything else. Who am I? I am me. Who knows this? I do. Who am I? I am me. Who knows this? I do. Yeah, I uh this way about other um speakers like this, um you can you can hear the peace in their voice. Like you can tell the way that they interact with somebody else and the way they speak and everything else. They're um you know, I don't want to say above it because that's not what I mean, but um, but they understand that they can't understand 
and they're good with that. They're, they're good. Yeah, with there's that. no gra- the grasping mechanism is is just dissolved, and I think that's what the most fascinating is for a person trying to hear that message is that I want to experience what they have, and it has to be like that. I mean, like, yeah. that's just because yeah. that's what we want. Right. Well, back to um, kind of a point that you had made tangentially earlier, uh, you know, a lot of people want to be able to pause the circle, pause the the cycle uh, and say, I'm going to take a break from this. You know, I'm going to relax. I'm going to have some peace. And I I think that's part of the thing. I think the a lot of people in the audience are like, how do I achieve this peace? How do I achieve this? And um you already did. You just, you know, you have to recognize it. I guess that's the hard thing. Tony Parsons, I keep talking about Tony Parsons. It doesn't matter who it is. People want to hear the story of how did you go away? He's like, it doesn't matter, but okay, like I'll tell it again. He was like that person for years and years and years. He was doing it at a time where we didn't have YouTube and all this stuff. So he really had to do some stuff, <laughs> uh, like go to India and shit. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he said he was just walking in the park and it just went away. I don't know, man, like some kind of sounds like a, a thing happened, but he was like, Nothing happened. And that is the big joke of it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) All of it went away, but somehow, like, it never was. And it's always been like this. It's like this now. Yeah. And there's a lot of emotion in that. That's what I hear. Because it's such a release to realize that there's never been anything. And it's always been the same. And there's no person there to have an emotion of it even. It's like being a baby or something. Right, yeah. And it's never not been that. Right. We yeah. just, now we have some kind of story that says we're, I'm Ryan and I'm, I'm dead a thing, you know? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've got big plans. Yeah, I got things to do. I had a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should say, and we just kind of like rolled into this. Yeah. We didn't like having an, <laughs> an introduction on what non-duality is, and I don't know if it matters or not, because if if anyone's listening to this, they're they're probably weird like we are. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully. What we're talking about is the dissolution of the sense of being me and and the world being out there that I'm experiencing. So actually, it would be kind of like the deep sleep state, and, and you can't think of that. Right. And it may not even be like that. Right. Yeah, you you can't know. I I guess that's the important thing. There is no knowing and not knowing. There is no me and not me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, not two. There's not two. You know, especially here in America, where we we celebrate hyper individualism so much to our detriment for sure. Um, but we put such a focus and such an importance on. I, me, the individual, my sovereign state and my ability to be me. And this completely, I don't, it's not even that it contradicts it. It's just, it kind of wipes it away. And it's like, no, that, that doesn't, that makes less sense than non-duality does. 
to me yeah. because there is, there is no I in the first place. So why would we fixate on that? Um, so, you know, I, I think that that's particularly hard for Americans um, and Western culture in general, but specifically Americans to really, really sit with. And, and it, because it, it's so different than generations of what we have come to accept as a fundamental truth. And I just don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you got these people like Tony Parsons and Jim Newman, uh, you know, the people that are like really just on there speaking, you know, um, they're like, well, I guess might as well have a job. I mean, people are paying for this. <laughs> right. well, I don't know why. Like, yeah. but okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, then there's like non-duality teachers. And I'm not saying they haven't went through that whole dissolution or whatever. I'm not saying anything, but I am saying that they speak to the person and make them feel like they can do something to, to recognize this non-dual space. And that's, in my mind, impossible. But nevertheless, like Rupert Spira, uh, you know, Alan Watts, these sort of like these quasi-spiritual uh, non-dual teachers that speak to the person and like give them a hope or a way to sort of experience this non-dual state of being, whatever it is. Um, I don't believe that that is a possibility, but I don't think it isn't helpful. You know, there's a guy named Greg Good, and and I think he's a doctor or he's a therapist or... But man, I got a couple of his books and, I've, and I have one of his videos and he goes through this thing called The Direct Path by Sri Atmananda Krishnamananda. So this dude's whole deal, it was almost doing a meditation on taking like every bodily sense and tracing it back to see and questioning if there are locations and if there is space between things and if the mind is located in a place and if I'm located in a place. Very interesting. Sure. It does help, but that's in the dream to me. Everything that's helpful is in the dream (laughs) 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 or hurtful or, Uh, you know, all the stuff that can be experienced is in the dream of experience. That's what the dream is. It's just, it's just one experience after another. One thing that I, um, I I find encouraging as far as everything being in the now is um, there's lots of research and evidence to suggest that the memories that we have are repainted every time we try to recall them. Mm-hmm. And they're through the filter of what's going on now. So you can have a memory of when you were a kid, like I was telling you about uh, the three-wheeler accident that I had when I was in sixth or seventh grade. And... Uh, even though I, th- I have repainted that picture plenty of times and feel like I have a pretty good grasp of what happened, it doesn't change the fact that I'm doing that repainting now. So it really is happening now. And, and for the first time, for the first time, because mm-hmm. it's the first time every time. Yeah, there's no first time even. <laughs> right. Yes. That's what's amazing about the whole thing. <laughs> right. And, and so, like, that's what's kind of. Um, that's what kind of lends credence, I think, to this, is that, first of all, we don't know where the thoughts originate from. 
because there isn't a from for them to originate from. Right. But like when you lift your hand to scratch your nose, uh, the the impulse to lift your hand happens before you actually have that thought. Yeah. Before you command your hand to scratch your nose, that impulse has already gone to the muscles to do it. So it's it's kind of ridiculous to think that there's a future and a past and that there is a me in control of things when all the evidence is that really that's not the case. <laughs> it's just, and, and there's so much neuroscience to back that up. Mm-hmm. So it's not just some like lofty or some, you know, philosophical experiment or, you know, thought experiment or whatever. No, it, it it's closer to what reality probably is if there is a reality. That's what I'm saying. Like we have to exist in the second world. Us being a me or an individual is just as dreamlike as everything in the second world. Yes. So it's it's kind of freeing in that way to be like, well, there's everything to do and there's no accomplishment from any of it. Yeah. And even when you get, you know, like say you're, you're working on something for a really long time, you know, like we, we took a whole year to record a record and, and mix it and do all the stuff and write the songs and... And we weren't thinking about there's only now while we were doing it. We were actually working toward a goal. Yeah. But there were parts of that where we were lost in what we were doing. And there wasn't even a question of are we working on something? Is it now? How long is this going to take? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You're in the middle of doing it. And I think that's why people like playing music so much mm-hmm. because you're just doing a thing and it's happening in real time. So it's almost like a meditation because you're playing guitar. You have to concentrate on what you're doing. That's what it seems like. It's so immediate. And so now, so every note that's played, even though you won't pay attention to it is, is now and now and now and now and now. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever, you know, played a show or something and you kind of go out of body almost. It's almost like you're, you're, you go into that witness state. Yes. Okay. So like that, um, shows me that I don't have to control that. Uh, And it makes me scared. I, I, I'm not going to say that I don't hate it when it happens. (laughs) Well, for me, so like it reminds me that I'm not in control. Right. And, um, when you have a crowd too, you, you have their energy as well. And when everybody is resonating kind of somewhat harmoniously, it changes that experience for me. And the more of that energy I feel, the sooner I feel like I've taken my hands off the wheel and that I'm, I'm not in control. And I, I let the energy kind of control me, for lack of a better way of explaining this. Yeah, It's a scary feeling, but it... Um, but I love it. Like that, I look forward to that in a in a performance. Um, and when I watch a band, and I can see that someone's probably experiencing something similar to that, it makes me feel more endeared to that musician. Because if they're just, you know, if it's hit my mark here at one minute and thirty two seconds, I'm going to exactly do this and mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, that's fine, and it's a good performance, I guess, but it doesn't it doesn't resonate the same. It doesn't capture my energy and meld it together. 
Um, yeah. Which is, that's the, that's the thing about performing music that I like. Just the resonance. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and I mean, with me, that's, it's a control thing. My, my Ryan, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> he, he, uh, he says all this shit all the time about like, it's always now and it's always, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, now I feel like I'm, I'm controlling some stuff. I have a box of, of what I like and a box of what I'm uncomfortable with, like everyone. Yeah. And it's, and it's an automatic thing. It's not like I chose it or I can choose it or unchoose it. I can yeah. work on it. Right. But, um, and sometimes, you know, when I'm in that situation or when I've been in that situation and it's been maybe a big show or something like a really like, like, holy shit. It's almost like standing on the edge of a really high building and looking down, you know, like your yeah. legs get kind of weak and yeah. and you have to like, like I'll shake my head sometimes because I'm trying to get back in to this localized behind my eyes and like, oh, I know where I'm at and I'm doing this. And, but it's so intense sometimes that you cannot shake yourself back into it. No matter what you try to do, you keep getting more. It's like waves of letting go. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, I appreciate it when I look back on it, but in the moment, it's like that part of me that feels like I have to get back. I have to, whatever it is, I'm losing control. I'm, I've never, I know I've never had control intellectually, right? but it doesn't matter. It's experiential. It's like whole body and whole being. Yeah. Yeah. It's a feeling. Yeah. It, it's, a, it, it's a feeling. It, it's, it's a feeling and, uh, and you can't really quantify it, but you know, and, um, when I get to that point where I realize, oh, I'm like, I'm floating above this and I, uh, you know, my energy is resonating with him. As soon as I think about that, that's usually when I mess up a little bit, like I'll yeah, either mess I'll, up. I'll, I'll, I'll pluck it just wrong. And it like, it's not a big deal and no one knows and they're all having mm -hmm. a good time, but I know, or like, I'll like rest my palm on the strings and just like mute it a little bit. The, not what I intended, whatever. And it, it happens every time. I'm like, here I go. I'm floating away. Oh, no, I messed up. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I hate that. Yeah. For me, like I would do the same thing and I'd be like, okay, now I really have to pay attention because I'm not in here doing this yes and then i mess up but i don't go back right i'm just like still out there and i'm uh, like now i'm messing up and i'm like <laughs> watching yourself what? do it I'm like what's happening <laughs> yeah like how is this even happening yeah you know i know and then you hear yourself sing and you hear the voice come out and you feel your chest kind of vibrating and it's like i'm gonna pass out or I'm, or I'm going to float off of this. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And it never happened. I, well, yeah. And I, I've, <laughs> I've had the feeling like, I bet if I jumped right now, I'd probably go 10 feet in the air. Yeah. And I, I realize that's not going to happen, but I also have never actually jumped, done it. <laughs> and so maybe I could. I don't know. Oh, man. So what's really interesting about all that and how that kind of ties into what we've been talking about is it's still this whole illusion of control uh, that, you know, we we clearly don't have. And the whole concept of I am here doing this thing mm -hmm. when there is no I, there is no thing. There there's no here. There's only the doing. <laughs> the, there's only the doing. Always now. Always now. Always now. Always now, always now, always now, always now, always now, always now, 
Always now. 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 Always now.